A quick announcement before the podcast begins. Don't forget that my three books are now available on Amazon and most online bookstores. 216 and the Secrets of the Universe 2nd Edition is available on Audible, Paperback, or Kindle. It is also translated into Spanish. 216 and the Secrets of the Universe 2nd Edition is a message that myself, the author, Omar Angulo, was guided to deliver by higher beings to humanity through this book. It all began on 216 when my older brother took his life and sent me down an unfathomable rabbit hole over the course of four years. This book can be enjoyed by those that are spiritually curious to those that may consider themselves to be full-blown awakened. My second book, titled My Contact with UFOs, Otherworldly Beings, God, Angels, Demons, and More, is available on Amazon and most online bookstores on paperback. This book is a collection of personal stories and experiences I had with the divine, paranormal, spiritual, and what some may consider to be taboo. My third book, titled My Book of Psalms, The Book of Old Number 3, is available on paperback and is also on Amazon and most online bookstores. This book is a collection of song lyrics written by myself with deep meaning over the course of my life and also a collection of photographs taken by myself or colleagues during not only my musical journey, but journey of life as well. And now, the podcast. Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to episode six of In a Good Way podcast. Um, Today, I have a very special guest, uh, Ona Christie. Um, she's an artist, energy worker, psychic clairvoyant, and ascension guide. She also owns her own business. Um, you know, I first learned of Ona Christie watching her her spirit animal videos. Um, you know, she had, her YouTube channel is called Art of Awakening. And, um, you know, uh, there were times where, you know, I, it's like I'm aware of what some of the animals mean, but... but um, you know, n- never really went so in depth. And so when I would search out to see who could, you know, give me more information on a certain spirit animal, I came across her channel. And I think out of everybody I've listened to, she, she's she gone the most, the most in depth. So I love listening to her videos while I'm driving, hiking, however. Um, so that's how I came to learn about her. I'll let her speak now so I don't keep, you know, yeah, I mean, that's that's what we're here for, to hear her story. Um, so first off, you know, I'll, I kind of want to go all the way back to the beginning. I mean, you know, I really honestly, I'll be honest, I didn't know you were also a psychic clairvoyant. I don't think I had heard you personally mention it in one of your videos, you know, because usually on the spirit animal videos, you go into it, right? This is about the owl. This is about the deer. Yeah. And, and you just start talking about it. And um, so I would like to start at the beginning. When did you first start realizing you had gifts? Um, and we'll start with there. And how was it? Like, did were people accepting of it at first or, or how did it go? Yeah, that's a really, really good question, because I think, um, you know, we all have gifts and, and the gifts are going to naturally express themselves through us throughout our lives. So starting from infancy, your gifts are going to be shining out. And it's just a matter of perceiving, you know, what these gifts are and and expressing themselves or understanding them at different levels, right? So from a very, very young age, since I could hold a crayon, I was drawing, right? And um, so, you know, I'd always like see the animals and things, right? (laughs) And draw them. And 
it was what I think when I was in college, I started to realize that when I did a painting, it would be a couple of years later, I'd look at it and be like, oh, well, I understand the meaning of that now that's really symbolic right and it, it would be i'd have to kind of move through the experience so it was like the painting would come in and then i'd move through the experience and then i'd re recognize afterwards that that kind of revealed something about what i was going through or you know that i didn't understand until i experienced it um but it, it was like at that time like I, I was starting to see this but nobody i'd never really talk to anybody about the spirituality or anything the spirituality just wasn't on my radar screen mm -hmm. even though I would get downloads and I've recognized it's like oh I started getting this information but it was like nobody in my circles spoke in those terms so it was sort of like I was aware but not aware in a way and I, I think probably a lot of people could probably relate to that I'm relating right now so yeah. yeah because this is like something that I think is recently in the last couple of decades starting to come more in the mainstream and so I'm going to fast forward a little bit um it was probably about 2014 um I had been working as a freelance writer for a while and I had a friend who was also trying to get into the freelance writing space and just didn't cut it for her and I finally got this call from her and she's like I found out I'm not a writer I was like oh, really oh, what are you and she said I'm an energy healer and I was <laughs> like well, what's an energy healer um and, and so she kind of explains this and it was funny because it this just tells you how kind of segregated we have these things in our minds I was already certified as uh you know I had been through like up to Reiki three right I had I had been practicing this Reiki and I didn't like I didn't quite get what energy healing was even though to me it was like Reiki right? <laughs> like, and I don't even know what impelled me to take the Reiki classes um but at this point I was already certified in Reiki and I was like what's an energy mm. <laughs> Um, so she explains, like, explains to me kind of what she was doing. She was in this certification course and it was like this energy scan training. And so she said, um, Hey, next time you're in my area, let's get together. I'll demonstrate to you. Right. Oh. So, so I happened to be kind of traveling through cause I was about to move and, um, she lived in Milwaukee. I was in Illinois at the time. And, um, so she did this work on me, right? And this was right before I moved and I moved back up to the upper peninsula of Michigan. And as soon as I got up here, that's when things started to kind of really explode and open up, right? And um, the first night I was back up here, I had this dream and in the dream, there were all these patterns in the sky and I just knew it was Thunderbird, right? And I'd never, I didn't know what a Thunderbird was. I had to look it up the next day. But, but Thunderbird was in this dream and it had this message for me and it was like, it was clear as day. And then shortly after that, I had this sort of download. I'm going to take my, like hold my dad in my mind, just think about my dad and, and grab my pencil and see what comes out. Again, it's just one of those, like, why did I do that? I don't know. It was something mm -hmm. that just sort of, it, it's, you know, whatever I was directed to do it. And so I drew this thing and it was this beautiful bear goddess with she's holding this big crystal ball and she's got this bear and this goddess image and I looked at that and it was like there was something about it that really was like oh my god that belongs to my dad that is something that is there that 
that there was something about the energy of that that explained a lot about my dad. And so I was like, well, um, and it was just sort of like, it was just one of these sort of unfolding, blossoming things and just realizing your gifts, right? <laughs> um, so, and this is something I would never do now without permission, because back then I didn't know about a lot of the kind of spiritual hygiene and spiritual, um, you know, permissions that need to be done. So I, I don't advocate this, but I started like thinking about my friends and kind of doing the same thing, just opening up to their energy and, and, um, you know, and it was like time after time, I could see the relationship and see where that symbol had something for them, right? And, and, um, and again, I, I do do this, right, <laughs> for people, but at this time, first of all, I'm doing it professionally, or even if it's friends, it's always got to be with permission, right? <laughs> um, but that, that was sort of the unfolding of realizing, you know, that there's something more and that one can be conscious and you know tune into it in a conscious way thank you thank you for sharing that and um when you talked about the painting reminding you of your dad had he already passed away is oh no no he's still alive he's still, okay. <laughs> still living um and and you know I guess related to that I I had a painting and because a lot of times when you paint you just open up to whatever it is yes. and and sometimes it'll come through and after it's done you realize oh this really is connected with a particular person i feel like that's different that spirit and probably that person's higher self or whatever working through you mm -hmm. and and you know then you are given that it's like, I need to share this with this person. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't feel like that's the same thing as proactively deciding I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just tune into Omar's energy. Right. <laughs> or, you know, but at least there has to be, a, you know, moving in and, and consulting with their higher self. You know, if, even if I'm not like talking to you, calling you up, Hey, Omar, <laughs> I'm going to do this. At least I have to feel into your, higher self and ask permission and you can feel it like if that permission isn't there it's like just don't even try <laughs> don't go there because you're gonna be um you know you're you're gonna be going where you're not welcome and that never opens up anything good but sometimes you can really feel with the higher self that oh yeah do this um you know normally it's not something i'd probably do <laughs> you know but you never know sometimes certain situations come up right or especially if it's something that you're connected with that person mm -hmm. you can do that um about the relationship between you because you are part of that so you have that um i guess permission to be there because it's part of you right mm -hmm. so if you're talking about the relationship between omar and ona right then we can you know go in and and do all sorts of inquiry there because it's you know you you, you own it too so now okay you opened up a whole another thing but um so i want to ask you about that because you know i've had a lot of dreams where i dream about people yeah. oh okay i was hearing a noise i guess my phone was by the speaker let me just throw it <laughs> um so I dreamed of people, right? And um, I always felt like it was their higher self coming to yeah. tell me like either, like, you know, when I, and I don't mean it in any disrespectful way, but it's like, maybe they weren't spiritually awake yet. 
And yeah. I almost thought like, like if it was them in the, like their higher self, which was evolved, come right. in and tell me like, hey, wake me up. Or yeah, because sometimes it was someone, I knew them, but I felt like maybe we're connected from a past life. Cause I don't, I've never met this person mm-hmm. uh, in person. Yeah. And in the spirit world, it's like, we know each other really well. Yeah. And, but then when I would, and I would just do it, I'd be bold and I would message them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would feel like, are they thinking like, who's this weirdo or <laughs> but I would, I would feel like, okay, they, they came, like they came into my dream. Yeah. Or I don't know how it worked or I went into theirs, but somehow there's this connection. Like I have a friend that is open to it. Right. And I remember even once it was a clear message, something with their, like, you know, it, it, like I'm sure you, you all understand, but it's like, you see pieces and somehow your brain gets used to making out what it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I was able to make out identity, something. And I, I messaged her, Hey, did someone steal your identity? And she laughed at me like, ah, ha, ha, you and your dreams, you know? And then the next day she messages me, oh, I got a letter that my identity was gone. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I didn't say I told you so or something, but I was just like, you know, I told you like my, in my head, I was like, my dreams don't lie. Like, right. I know people, yeah. yeah, people would laugh yeah. at me. Yeah. And I've been, but I think I've shut down maybe over the past year or something. I'm not as expressive. I'll dream about somebody and now I don't want to, because sometimes it felt like that. Like there were a few people I, I came across that I felt like they were probably like, they gave me that energy. Like, I don't know, or they didn't respond. They just left me on red kind of thing. And I'm like, all right, I know I'm not supposed to act from my ego. So I just said, okay, I delivered the message. They made me feel stupid because they just left me, (laughs) you know, they left me on red. Yeah. But but so in your, in your either opinion or, or your knowing, do you, so you feel that, somehow there's permission then. I'm not being invasive. I, like I, I feel that like, yeah, if they've entered your dream space, um, you know, there's, the, yeah, you, <laughs> that's something that's come to you. It's not like you're, you decided from your ego, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and cry into their energy or their, you know, field. Okay. It, it's, it's like they're, you know, if, if anything, they've like, they've penetrated yours. <laughs> so it's like, then you need to decide what to do with it, whether to uh, bolster, you know, your own protections and shields, you know, if it feels invasive or if it mm. feels more like this is a, a soul, soul calling of yours to receive, you know, messages on behalf of people, you know, oh. then, then um, you can work with that. But, um, you know, you, you always also want to be cognizant of, your own energy and maintaining your own energy. So you can, like I've spoken, I'm not a medium, but I've spoken with several. And, um, you know, and I think this is especially true for uh, the people who are called to be mediums or who have that gift, who, you know, have people or beings from the other side constantly trying to contact them and i've spoken with a couple of mediums they're like you know there's there's the the deceased constantly trying to contact me and ask about loved ones and this and that and um it can get very overwhelming it's like Mm -hmm. they're 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 constantly wanting you to do stuff and and so each one of these individuals had to come to this point where they're like um, either they're like, no, I'm, I'm just not open for business or, okay, these are my business hours. <laughs> I'm open now, you know, but, you know, 
I, I'm open for this coming hour or whatever. I'm open for this, but now it's time for me to, you know, go do my life, right? I need to get to sleep. I need to eat dinner. I need to get my work done. Leave me alone right now. You know, so there's, there's gotta be this um, protection of your own space and your own time because these things can kind of invade you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't want to interject too much because, you know, yeah. I, I want to make this about you. But I, I experienced that. My brother passed away a few years ago, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I had a medium friend that helped me through the process. And, um, yeah. you know, it was, it was in, uh, the experience was just uh, mind-blowing, right? Like everything, yeah. the, the way it all happened. And uh, even going to his house and her telling me, oh, there's this, this. And then we find all these things, you know. Uh, so I guess it was at least... I already believed her anyways, because, yeah. you know, it's like um, the first time she opened up to me about being a medium, she was like, I'm not crazy. Right. And I was like, if you're crazy, I'm crazy because, <laughs> you know, I experienced so many things like that. But but during that time, I guess because my brother had passed, everything opened up for me. It was like there was yeah. no wall, I guess, because I wanted to communicate with him. Everything opened for me. So I started hearing other things and I asked her I was like hey like so I don't envy them at all like I'm I, I don't think or at least at that time I definitely wasn't you know ready for that like to be laying down you hear a, a woman's voice or a man's voice and you're like and she I asked her how do you do it and she said what you said about like you just tell them no like that's it like yeah. I, but the way you explained it like kind of how business that that makes a lot of sense like to just like close for business. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And, and then of course some people actually make it a business, right? And um and that's fine. Like, you know, like, and, and I think that that is part, it can be part of the whole boundary thing. Yeah. You know, and the energy exchange. It's like I need to receive energy in exchange for this because I'm expending energy doing this, right? You're you're devoting your energy to being this translator. And, and it's taking your time and it's taking your energy. And um, so whether or not, I mean, you can choose to be a business, but I think there's a lot of stigma in some circles in the spiritual world around making it a business. And one has to recognize that, you know, when we do any kind of spiritual work, it is work and it does draw on our energy and or it can draw on our energy it can also build it up depending on how you do it um but but it does you know it's your time and your energy and your you know what you bring to it and so when you're giving and giving and giving um it can drain you really bad mm -hmm. if there's not there's got to be an energy exchange if somebody is taking from you um what you your you know what you have to give and without any kind of payback and now payback doesn't have to be in money and it doesn't have to be even to you. And it depends on it. I mean, it all depends really on kind of where you're coming from and where your needs are, how your needs are being met already. I have a friend who is a practitioner. She does wonderful kind of past life retrieval work um, and all her physical needs are met. She has like, um, you know, her, her money needs, she doesn't have to worry about that. She's got, you know, I don't know what her situation is, but I know that she has, she's set for life. So she offers her services for free. 
Mm-hmm. Um, even she does have boundaries around it though. She's like, you know, um, if somebody's coming to me constantly, mm-hmm. eventually I have to say, no, you know, that's enough because they're, it's sort of like that they start attaching to you and it's almost that, that vampiric oh. kind of thing that can happen. Right. And even if a person's not intending that, right. It's if, if they're really super needy and not, offering anything in exchange that becomes vampiric so um so it doesn't have to be through money but it can be and that's very acceptable as long as it's done in alignment with your higher self right um so i'm just saying that in case there's anybody out there that is is feeling i I see it a lot in light workers where they have a business because they're really feeling drawn. They want to do this for a living. They want to just do this. They want to be able to have the freedom to, to, to exercise their gifts in a way, you know, that's that, that just to share what they have with the world. And in our society, usually that means, you know, if, if you don't want to be spending eight hours of your day doing something else, you, you got to turn it into a business. Yeah. Right. Um, but then there's this whole guilt and shame and whatever, all the stigma around it. And so you just you, you got to think of money as just pure energy. It's an mm-hmm. energy flow. And if you're expending energy, there's got to be some kind of exchange. And money is just a very neutral way to do that, to receive that in exchange. Um, so I don't know why we're talking about money, but, no, no, <laughs> but it is, it's energy. And um, yeah. If anything, I feel like that message definitely resonated with me. That's something because, I mean, in the beginning part of my life, I wasn't around it. But then later, you know, I joined like a native community. And so around, you know, obviously native culture, you know, your gifts, you don't charge for them. You know, it's like, you know, you're it's it's almost like I guess it will be that the stigma of like it being kind of bad medicine to. Yeah. To charge for something you're getting for free. Like, who are you to like, you know, but it, but it's nonetheless, like every time, like if you go to an elder or something, you bring an offering. So like you said, there's an energy exchange, right? There's, there's the thing. And I think in this society, money is the exchange, the medium of exchange. And, and, and so, yeah, there's there, it it can, I've had a lot of struggle with this myself, right? Because because the danger is when there's money attached, it can, your ego can easily step in, right? Um, and so, you know, for me personally, I feel like, it, it, for me, I'm kind of like working on alignment and it's like the money isn't going to flow completely through, you know, the, my, my spiritual work <laughs> until I'm really aligned with it. Right. And, and, and I do do a lot of like the, the channel, anything that you're putting out there, that's freely given. Right. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with what's in your heart, what feels good in your heart. Right. Um, So money is part of the picture. Ultimately we may move out of money altogether in our society. I think ultimately we'll probably do that Um, for now it is part of the world and how people interact. And so you have to really balance what are your needs. And if you're grasping for more than your needs, (laughs) that's when it can get unbalanced. So you have to work with money as almost like another energy of nature, right? That you have to work with and be respectful of and, you know, um, make sure that you're working with in alignment with your higher purpose. 
so you know when when you're aligned the money will come in as needed and you know don't like sometimes we shortchange ourselves as to what we think we need and sometimes we are over grasping of what we think we need so it's it's a it's a balance just like anything else i mean that that makes perfect sense uh thank you for for saying all of that I mean, especially for anyone listening and like myself, like I said, I got a lot out of it. Um, you know, and I think you're hundred percent right. Um, you know, whether others agree or not, I think like, even, even in like the native community, it's more like, I think intentions has a lot to do with it. Like we've heard the stories, like when someone tries to do a sweat, like I've been to tons of sweat ceremonies, never paid once. Right. But you hear about oh, someone's running a sweat. And they're charging people that never, they make it like, oh, you know, partake in the native right. experience. And then someone ends up dying because they ran the, you know, they, they ran it to, made it way too hot. And someone ends up uh-huh. dying inside the sweat and you hear, and then, so they associate that like, oh, this person, you know, they were charging, they, they were doing it in a, in a bad way. Like that was right. bad medicine, the way they did it. And so when you hear that, you're like, okay, so you, you correlate the two. Um, it might be that. Or I think it's just the intentions, right? Like you said, they weren't doing it really to help people or, right. yeah. you know, I mean, I can't judge since I wasn't there. I really don't know their intentions, but it, it would almost seem like that. Like it, it became more I of think, a financial. Yeah. Intentions are huge. And also, you know, the traditions that you have adopted, right? Um, if you, like, I have a friend who's an Orthodox Jew and she's mm-hmm. actually the one that did the energy work on me. Um and she has consciously, she, she, she wasn't raised Orthodox. Mm-hmm. So she chose that as an adult, but regardless, um, you know, if you consciously are part of a tradition, then it's really important that you pay attention to those traditions. Right. And, and, you know, it's my traditions and my ancestry is not the same as yours. Mm-hmm. And so we need to work also with our own kind of the, the tradition or the culture or the the ancestry that we have um, we can choose to follow a path right or we can adopt what what was given through our ancestry um, in my case as a white American there's been a lot of loss of what the ancestral teachings are okay so so I and others in my of my race are like sort of like floating around trying to reconstruct <laughs> um you know what the the laws are what the you know what what that really means and so you know i have to approach money from that perspective of kind of almost rediscovering what is it and redefining what is it what is it to me how can i use this in a way that it's aligned Right. But I'm coming from this from an outside of the tradition place, right, where it's and I think, I think, I think, you know, with my ancestry, and actually all of us, because the world is such a different place than it ever was before, we're having to reinvent things, right, and redefine things. Um, That's the juncture we're at right now. It's this big, you know, chaotic dissolution of everything that has kind of built the world that we have 
so that we can pick up the pieces, choose the pieces that are still healthy and reconstruct, right? To re rebuild, rebirth the world, rebirth our, our, ourselves as, as humanity. Um, so a lot of it, it's, it's sort of like throwing a bunch of paint on the, on the canvas and then starting to see what emerges from it. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you said the, the, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but I had this dream. I don't know if it was a month ago or more, maybe, oh, maybe a few. Oh, what? It says I'm running out of time. That's oh, okay. never... <laughs> okay. I had no idea that with this Zoom, I had to. I've been using it without paying for the. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be horrible. So <laughs> once it runs out, I guess I can't. That's gonna be the end of it. Or oh, like either that, or you wanna, um, you know, we could resume two. You'd have to kind of graph the two together, or part one and part two. <laughs> Would I be able to stop? No, I could do that. Would I be able to stop and re-record or I wonder if it all... Um, you'd probably have to start in a meeting. Okay. Which is Sorry. fine. I'm fine with it. Okay, <laughs> however, yeah, you wanna, however you want to do it. Okay. Yeah, because... Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're barely getting started, but I, yeah. I, I wanted to say that, I mean, maybe it was a couple months ago. I had this dream. And since you mentioned New World, it was like I was with this group of people and we were walking down this one path mm-hmm. and on the right was... It looked like a brand new city. There was like even skyscrapers and the sun was reflected. It almost looked golden the way the sun was reflecting on it. On the left, there were all these green, beautiful hills. Everything was so green. Mm-hmm. But then there was this wolf, right? And it was eating yeah. in the big hills. And I and I turned to someone to the right and it looked like you. Like now that um, that's <laughs> why it, it's funny. Like, because I was always like, I wonder who that was. And I tell them, oh, look, the wolf, look, the wolf. And they're like, where, where? And I'm like, right there, right there. But then the wolf turns and then it had antlers. So I was like, oh, wait, it's a deer. It's not a wolf. It's a deer. But then it turns and I'm like, wait, it is a, it's a wolf with antlers. And um, and I had never seen that before. So when I woke up, I Googled it and all these pictures of like people had. And there was even a native story of these wolves with antlers. Really? I've never heard of that. That is like I've got chills because. Oh, Oh my God, that's that's really powerful. But go ahead, keep going, because I'm. Yeah, no, I I, I kind of was curious because when I dream, also I'm always curious. Like I wonder if this other person had this dream as well. So so mm-hmm. I feel like it was you because even I had seen pictures of you with your hair shorter, and now that okay. I see that your hair is longer, it was yeah. someone with you know like the hair looked more like the way it is now that I can see. <laughs> and since you do the spirit animals, it makes right. sense to me. It was like, and I guess I kind of had a question of. Have you ever seen, like, not just the normal animals we see, but stuff like that? Like, like to dream of something that I had never seen before and then to see that there's already drawings of it or, or yeah. there's even stories about it. Like, has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Well, like like the Thunderbird thing, right? Oh. I, I guess I must have somewhere heard the term Thunderbird, but I didn't really know what it was. Um, but it came through so clear in my dream. And it came through as, as almost like geometric patterns in the sky. Oh, wow. But it was like, I it was just Thunderbird. I just knew that's what it was. And then once I researched it, I was like, oh, of course, yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, that kind of thing definitely happens it's happened to me a lot with um kind of some of the 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 goddesses or angels um you know they'll they'll come through and either you'll get the name or you'll get um 
I did a video a while back last, last summer on Archangel Ariel because I, I did this painting and it was this beautiful flowy um, kind of goddess image, lots of greens and pinks. And I knew, you know, and I did it, but I didn't know who it was. And I was like, it, it feels, I wasn't sure if it was a goddess or an angel or what it was. So I had to kind of feel into, okay, what are some characteristics here and start doing the research. And as soon as I, and it, you, know, you start reading about these things and, after a little bit, it was that I could kind of popped in. I was like, of course it's Ariel, like the colors were right. And it was all about the earth and, but it was showing an aspect of her that really isn't talked a lot about. Right. So oh, wow. um, I, I, if you, if you go to my channel and search for Ariel, you'll find that video. But um, yeah. So, so how are you already familiar? Like you have already seen, angels that have visited you or you've or or even the word download um for those that don't know like if you could explain like to you what the meaning yeah. of downloads are a download is just information that comes to you it's a knowing it's like you you suddenly realize you you just know this or you or sometimes it comes as a phrase it, it, this this has to do with the the clear senses right the 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 third senses or whatever they are, um, because we, we receive information in a pure way, um, you know, through, through spiritual vibration and our physical body uh, receives that information in physical ways, right? Through our eyes, the vision, through taste, through smell, through hearing and, and, and sense. Um, well, with the, the spiritual information, um, it, kind of comes through, filtered through those five physical senses, right? So when we say we're clairvoyant, means we have that gift of second sight mm. and that we're seeing images or we're aware of images, but it's, it's sort of like it comes through because our bodies are designed the way they are. Like we kind of perceive it as sight, even though it's really just information. Um, clairaudient, you're receiving um, words or, you know, um, phrases or, or whatever it is, right? Um, clairsentient, most people uh, just feel the energy, right? If you pick up a crystal, you can feel it, um, oh, wow. uh, right? Or, you know, that, that's something that's taken me a while to, to unlock. But this claircognizance, cognition is to understand, it's that understanding where suddenly it's like you just you you have this knowledge that just comes from apparently out of nowhere because you're tapping into the ether you're tapping into the a spiritual field of all that is thank you thank you and, and do you think like i guess uh, i want to go into like the akashic records right is that connected to that or is that something completely different Absolutely right. And um, I guess we've got like three minutes left. I think I can answer. Oh, okay. That. You could see it too. I didn't um, know. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> so, so the Akashic, the Akash, that's your, if you, if you feel into like, you've got your ego and then you've got your higher self, right. Um, which is like your, your higher ego, your aligned ego, um, which is your individual part of spirit that is fully connected with the, all right um so the first universal law says that the universe is mental that the universe is all consciousness mm -hmm. and so when we think of spirits in general that's that's the all that's all of 
the universal consciousness. But then we each, as part of the universal consciousness, have our own, like our higher being, right? Our higher consciousness that we are a part of. And then the ego is another like little harmonic of that, that is kind of, it gets funky, but <laughs> I won't go into that, but we can tap into that higher self and through the higher self, we can tap into the universal consciousness. And so the Akash, your Akashic records, the Akash is like, it's all the information that's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but you have your own Akashic records, which is your higher essence um that 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 taps into it's like your higher essence and all your past and future lifetimes all that experience that you can directly tap into because it is part of your individual portion of the all and so when we tap into that we can tap into um you, you know all the experience that we've had and ability to connect with the rest of creation. And so when we receive this information, these downloads, um, it, it is pretty much through the Akash that we do it, our connection with the universal field. Um, and then you can also consciously ask to receive information through your own particular Akashic records. Um, so when we're working with other people, you know, there, there's where that permission comes in, right? Uh, you know, when I work with people and, and with Akashic stuff, I always am like, well, I'm working my higher self and your higher self and we're collaborating, you know, and I can tune into my Akashic records in order to retrieve information that, that where our fields meet, right, where we've had connection. Mm -hmm. Um, And, 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 or I can ask your higher self to, you know, uh, relay information. Okay. uh, So this is going to be part two of, uh, in a good way, podcast episode six right um and uh so it cut off uh i guess for the next one i'll just purchase the upgrader however um <laughs> so if you t- tune into the last uh part one um we're talking about the akashic records and so my question i mean to continue with what we were speaking about is um so you feel that Pretty much all the downloads we get, is that where they come from or? It's, it's universal field, right? It's going to be like we're tuned into, I, I think they call it the morphogenetic field. I'm not sure. Like there's the physics is starting to catch up with this, right? So there's, you know, there's actual, the scientists are starting to see actual evidence of, you know, we have energetic fields that we're a part of and, when certain parts of our brains get awakened, we can start really tuning into that and retrieving information energetically through the field, through, and it's called the Akash, right? Or um, the ether, but uh, yeah. And have you physically seen it? Because um, there's been twice that I could remember that I went, you know, in this dream, Mm-hmm. to this you know and I, sometimes i don't like calling them dreams because i feel like it's my higher self traveling like that's you know yeah. my real body i always try to explain that like uh you know i guess this would be our vehicle while we're here on earth yeah and 
when we go to sleep, our real body goes and does what it needs to do. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, so you feel the same way about like you, you ever wake up and it's like, I feel like I've like fought a battle. Oh yeah. Night, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> We're sound asleep all night. Yeah. We do things at night. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like, um, I feel like I could, uh, you know, share with this with you and you won't look at me crazy, but like, I've even <laughs> like, there was a, for a few years in a row, I guess I was visiting with like what we call star people, right? Yeah. The, you know, yeah. higher beings. Yeah. And in one of these visions, um, that's how I thought I knew it was a real experience because I was so I woke up drained. Like if I was, you know, like someone that was hungover kind of thing. Like I had, yeah. I was just like out of it and I knew. And then I got confirmation that, that this was a real experience. Like it, yeah. it translated into the physical. There were little signs that, Oh wow. Like this really yeah, just happened, you know? And I felt really connected to them. Like it took me a couple months. I felt like I wanted to be with them. Like, mm-hmm. That was home. I felt homesick. I felt heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to go with them. Like it was crazy. And I was, and I don't even understand that. Why hundred percent that? Like I was like, why did they feel like home? Is that where we all come from? Or, or that's where I came from or what, what exactly? Because just that. Mm-hmm. And then I had to remind myself, well, I'm still here on earth doing earthly <laughs> things. So I got to shake that energy because yeah. it was that strong. Like I, yeah. I really wanted to be with them. So. Yeah, soul connection, right? Or it could be a soul ancestral connection or a soul family connection, right? That's, uh, you know, we are connected and related on so many ways with so many, you know, and, and on planes that we're not consciously aware of, but things start to open up and you start to remember. Um, and, and I think that's interesting that you're like, oh yeah, no, I got, I'm here on earth because, (laughs) because seriously, we're here on earth and we're embodied and it's not, this is not arbitrary, Mm. (laughs) you know, it's not arbitrary. We're here for a reason. Um, you know, nature doesn't do anything that's arbitrary and Mm. we forget that we're part of nature. (laughs) Um, and, and it's, I'm seeing this, you can see this in, in spiritual people. There's this, <laughs> I was telling this story just uh, to some of my people just a couple of days ago. Um, there were, there. I don't follow a huge number of people on YouTube, but there were a couple of kind of guru types that I've been sort of keeping an eye on a little bit. <laughs> and uh, this is about a month ago, two of them um, uploaded a video on the same day. Right. Oh. And, and one of them is this guy who is extremely well-versed in all sorts of kind of um, phil- philosophical, theosophical, you know, theological um, theology, um, Hindu, Christian, whatever. He understands all the symbolism. Um, he's extremely just astute. And then the other is a, a traditional Indian guru, right? Um, but he's also a musician. Uh-huh. And it was just really interesting, the, the difference between these two, because the one started, he's been starting to talk about nuclear annihilation. Oh, uh-huh. And it's like, it, it's taken me a while to realize, like, he just uploaded one that where he flat out said, we're going to be annihilated. And I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> um, 
and it's like even though he 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 does have a very high vibration and stuff but he's embraced this 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 narrative right and it's like okay this is really interesting um so so he was all this kind of like and he's not doom and gloom about it really he's sort of like his thing is like we're gonna you know it's just you you need to just sort of transcend it and go beyond and let it do what it's going to do and and this kind of thing um so i can kind of see where he's coming from but then the other guru on the same day that he uploaded this the other one uploaded that was he had this video that he uploaded that was a live stream of himself and a whole bunch of musicians just jamming wow and I put that thing on and I was in the kitchen doing dishes and I was dancing and it was like, whoa, <laughs> right? And and so it's, I can't remember what the train of thought was um, with this, but it's like, I think we're at this juncture here where humanity has a choice and each of us as an individual has a choice and things unfold, things manifest through story. So we're talking about the Akash, right? And we're here embodied right and but we're here as creator beings we are the vessels through which the creator creates and and humanity humans especially because we do it through the mind creation starts with the mind remember the first law the first principle is the principle of all mind and so humans have gotten to this point of evolution where we can consciously use our minds but we have to train it right because we've got all these animal instincts and that's where the ego comes in. It's like the ego is this intermediary, right? It's a middle manager. And, and so the ego is this gatekeeper. It has to make the conscious choice, right? Um, because the, 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 the negative things want to, you know, they're, they're gatekeepers, right? Mm -hmm. The ego is our personal gatekeeper. And it's just a matter of overriding it so we have our higher ego too which is our higher consciousness and we have to work and recognize that we need to consciously choose to align with that um and and so it can get like just watching these two gurus it's really really interesting and no judgment because i don't know what this man's sole mission is like mm. you know i think that the, cancel cancel if i'm wrong okay because i'm not gonna i don't want to invite this in but i think it's possible we could be seeing a lot a lot of souls leaving the planet in the next few years um and if that is the case his sole mission may be to assist some of these higher vibrational souls who have chosen that path or whose journey is going to take them off the planet mm -hmm. um you know his he may just be assisting those but i think you can start listening to us people like this and they've chosen, there's two narratives right now, right? The one is the annihilation story, which leads to Armageddon. It's the Armageddon story, right? And the other is the resurrection story that leads to Eden, okay? And each of us right now needs to choose, and we need to be conscious of this, very conscious of this, because the, the, the two stories lead in two different directions, and they are both happening at once. And so it's through story that we get from mind into reality, right? If you have a vision in your mind of what you want, you want to make dinner, right? And you want this beautiful dinner. And then 
as the mind kind of like your emotions have to reach this point where it's like, oh yeah, I really want that, the desire. And from there, it's sort of like the story unfolds. You walk to the fridge, you get out the butter and the eggs and the vegetables or whatever it is that you're doing. And then you, the story unfolds. You walk over and you chop them up and, and whatever, but it's like your mind has to direct you in these ways and it's an unfolding of a story. So stories are powerful. Stories are immensely powerful. They give us the roadmap, the pattern. That's why myth is so powerful because it's story and it shows us how to live. That's why the traditional cultures, storytelling is such an important part of what they are because it's through stories that they pattern how to live. And so there's these two narratives going on right now. And we need to be aware that they are narratives, right? And one narrative says we're going to blow up the world. And the other narrative says we're recreating Eden. And which one do you want to follow? And you have to be very conscious of who is telling which narrative. If we listen to mainstream media, usually it's going to be the Armageddon narrative. Um, but there are many other people who are telling the story of Eden right now and resurrection. So we need to be very cognizant of, as we listen to people, what story are they telling? And this is where it can get confusing sometimes because if you get somebody who is apparently, you know, very knowledgeable and very wise and actually maybe is vibing very high. This person has a high vibration, but he's telling the Armageddon narrative. I unsubscribed personally because that's not my story. That's not the story I want to tell. I've got Eden right here in my third eye. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's like you have to be aware of these things because it would be really easy. And you also have to be aware of each one of us as individuals has our own inner guru. And it doesn't matter how accomplished that a guru is or how wise he seems to be. We need to trust our own inner guru and, and feel into that. And if I don't care who it is, um, you know, if it's the Pope or the president or <laughs> whatever, I'm not getting political here, but, but, you know, whoever you've been following for 10 years and think they're the, the best, you know, spiritual leader in the world, and if you start hearing things that don't jibe with the narrative that you want to choose, because we're choosing this, right? Um, and the outcome will be what, you know, the, the cumulative results of our individual choices. That's why, you know, you're, you as an individual are just as powerful as anybody else on the planet. And the more that we, you know, ultimately it's going to come out the way it comes out and it may be both these narratives happening like we may see armageddon happening on earth at the same time that we are building eden um it doesn't mean it has to be all one or the other right and if it is armageddon happening in certain places and at certain times on the earth it's only because there's the law of rhythm right one has to come down to rock bottom and then one springs back up so it's only to open up to coming back up um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, thank you. That's I, I didn't want to interrupt you at all. Um, that actually, you know, I was thinking even as you were saying that about like the dream I had, how I was walking with this group, you know, and it was a, a mixture of different people, like yeah. pretty much all ethnicities, all like yes. everyone. And we were walking down this middle path. Yeah. But it looked 
like a paradise. And it's funny because, see, that's what I would choose. And like I told you, I felt like the person I seen in that vision, it was you as well. And it's you're you're kind of on that same path. Like that's what you would choose. So to these people that, so do you feel they're put here just like to me, like how you said, it's all free will. So why do they choose this destruction? Because that, right, they influence through the media. They say destruction, destruction, and everyone puts it in their head. So like you said, I don't know, you said something earlier that was amazing to me that I, I think is like how you, oh, it's through us, like that the creator creates, right? Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. So yes. we, we, we want to separate ourselves from the creator. We want to put, you know, God out there somewhere or, or Christ. So out there somewhere it's like, no, we, this is just my personal download, but we are that which the spirit flows through and that which enables the spirit to act and to create and and see but that's the thing right we all have free will so it, to me it's just i think like are they really can they not see like is that they want to choose the destruction or yeah. is, is that why they're here is that their sole mission too and we have to resist that is that part of our test to resist this and we yeah. just haven't seen that it's really all a big test it's, and we have to resist it or like, you know, that's kind of see my brain will go and everybody yeah. like trying to figure it out. Like, why is it all just a big test or is that their whole soul mission to do that? Or they're just not aware. And so they're, they're being misguided. Someone's leading them. Yeah. It, it maybe yes, yes. And yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And yes. Right? Um, yeah. I mean, we, we are as, as humanity, we are a part of the consciousness of Gaia, of the earth, right? And the earth is having this awakening process right now, right? Like, as you individually were talking about earlier about um, everything kind of opening up for you, right? And it was, you said it was through your brother's death, right? That Yeah, everything. I think, yeah. you know, I'm not like, I don't want to make it all emotional, but I felt like that, like, see, I had a really hard time with it. And so that's when I guess the star people had to show me, yeah. you know, I don't know if I would have gone to the point of taking my own life, but I had a really yeah. hard time with it. Right. Yeah. And, and, oh, well, something happened actually, because, well, I'll just say, you know, uh, like to, my brother was a suicide. Right. Oh, so yeah. within like a month or something after that, I got like a message, something jumped out at me. I think I was on Facebook and someone jumped out at me and they told me to contact this person. <laughs> and I was like, well, this person never reached out to me and said, my condolences, nothing. I was like, I'm not going to reach out to this person. And they're like, if you don't do it, you'll regret it or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, fine. <laughs> I'm like, hey, how's it going? And I guess, you know, they were going through something. So I went to visit them and... <laughs> And um, I guess they were probably on the verge of suicide themselves. So they look at me and they tell me like, oh, I feel God or an angel sent you here. And I like nodded. I was like, but I looked away and I look up and I'm like, oh, like I was like, oh, no way. So you guys let me help somebody else, but you didn't let me help my own brother. Like, mm -hmm. no way. I was like, you know, like if I could go tear the heavens apart, like I was like, no way you guys just... But then, so then they came to visit me like instantly. It was like, they had to show me that somehow, some way 
it was already written like that, which I don't like to share because I don't want people to think that there isn't free will. Like, uh, I don't know why that happened for me, why that was some kind of contract, maybe like between not very likely. And it was meant to, was it something that was meant we, we scheduled to happen at this time for me to even wake up more yeah. than, uh, because, you know, I've always been kind of connected, but I run away from it. I believe I, I'm the one that sometimes it get it's gotten too intense over the course of my life and I shut down from it. Yeah. And when that happened, that was like the worst thing that's ever happened in my life. Right. And, uh, and especially that thinking, okay, you guys allow me to help other people, but you didn't let me help my own family that that didn't like yeah. that would have made it like I think anyone really want to lose faith altogether like screw like I'm not doing nothing spiritual no more like forget everything like that's it you know and um but instead I guess it was that you know like I think that goes to show love is like the most powerful thing because nothing could have kept me from going to visit my brother so during that time it was like I was traveling to where he was at yeah. you know in the spirit world everything it was like everything you know, going through portals, do this, that, everything, like everything was, there was no walls anymore for me, like during that time. And it lasted probably like, I don't know, maybe like a good two years. And I feel like now I've disconnected again because I had to get back to the the yeah. grind of everyday work. And like you said, like I would love nothing more than to just make a living off the spiritual so I could focus on it and yeah. really, but, you know, so this last year has been just work, work back to the, you know, yeah. So I kind of disconnected over the last past year, which which I wasn't um too um you know I'm not too thrilled about having this is like I, you know I'm trying to get back. To, I understand to, completely because I've kind of at that point too I'm being asked to function in the real world. I've actually put um, the spiritual work kind of on the back burner for a little bit it's guided to do this because I need to build up some things in my mundane world business. And I'm actually, actually being guided to really work with a particular industry that is very aligned with me, but very real world, <laughs> um, which I've been fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny that you bring this up, but, but you know, we're at this point where I, I think we as light workers are going to be asked to function in the real world and to start bringing our gifts. And it may not be out there, right? It may be sort of like a behind the scenes using our gifts. So it doesn't mean you have to put up your shingle as a shaman or a healer. Um, and maybe for some people it is, you know, having the courage to actually go there and, and do that. And for others, it may be, okay, I'm going to bring my presence, which is ultimately what our gifts, you know, are all about building our presence. I'm going to bring my presence to this place, this industry, this job, this relationship, this whatever it is that we're guided to be there. And through my presence here and doing whatever work you know, that I'm being asked to do, whether it's being a cashier or a, a, um, an accountant or, or whatever it is, um, through that work in my presence here, it's going to affect things. Um, and also the awareness of the choices we make. There's going to be times I feel in the next few years where the word no is going to be very important. Mm. It already is. You know, um, 
and one has to be constantly feeling into is this aligned is this aligned and you know we may be asked to do things that aren't aligned and if we are the more we are aware of ourselves and our own truth and our own alignment and how we relate to the physical mundane real world that will enable us to say yes or no clearly in ways that are aligned with truth aligned with natural law aligned with our own ethics and values and you know the more we recognize that each of us has immense power that we do have free will and that each one of us while we have different levels of influence in the world you know a janitor and a ceo have our worlds apart in influence in terms of the the mundane world they are equal or potentially equal in the spiritual world so you can have somebody who's pushing a broom who actually has more energetic influence over a company than the owner wow i, I like that. <laughs> that wow that gave and me when that person stands in their power and they stand in their truth you know and it may take saying no i'm out of here right um i i cannot ethically do what you're asking me to do but if every single person on the planet who was awakened or even who wasn't right because i think you can be aligned without being quote unquote awakened i see it all the time um every person on the planet did that and really stood to their ethics and what they believed i think we'd see a sea change in the way the world works because i think the bulk of humanity i have to believe this because i'm on that path right mm -hmm. and without the belief you can't be on that path but i believe in my heart of hearts that the majority, even if it's only 51% of humanity, wants that Eden mm. more than they want Armageddon, right? I would and hope so. The thing is that that story, that choice of stories, that is the one thing that is the true division of humanity. It's not who you voted for. It's not your religious beliefs. It's not whether you were quote unquote awakened or not. <laughs> you know, it's not your gender, it's not your whether or not you vax, it's none of that. It's, you know, are you really desiring and believing that, you know, the Eden is possible? And, you know, or is it that you've given up hope? And, and I believe there it, it was that at one point. So I feel like, you know, it reminds me of like, uh, there was this book I read. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of the author, Vine Deloria, Deloria Jr. Vine Deloria Jr. Oh. Um, he was a native man. I, I think from Washington, I'm not sure, you know, Washington, the state. Um, and he wrote the story of like, even when I guess people started colonizing that area, and there was this old native man that, you know, he was, they said, I think he was over a hundred years old, but 
They took him to court to prove it because I don't know what they were trying to make him do. And they were trying to convince him of, oh, dude, you know, you have to join the religion and everything. And that's how you're going to get to heaven. And they described heaven to him. And he just said, that's my backyard. Like, what are you guys talking you about? Here yeah. you go. That's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And so that's exactly like, see, at that time, he had everything, you know, I guess a river behind this, everything, the whole nature that he lived in. And now it was something that came and said, no, this is the real way. You see? It is. It so is. I think, I think we sh- some like, yeah, there's probably a yearning inside all of us. We know what the, what the, I don't want to call it the right way, but in a way we know what was in balance with nature. We do exactly. somehow, somehow. We know it. And exactly my backyard. I mean, this (laughs) one of the things I'm being called to do in the world is to promote and um, work with food forests and permaculture Mm -hmm. installations and turning lawns into Eden, basically. Um, And it's 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 a whole movement that's starting. um, And literally, it starts with a backyard. You know, we can create and rebuild, recreate Eden. We've had it. It's been on this planet. It's like, it's, you know, it's not a myth. This planet is Eden, right? And we've just put, you know, layers, been really working hard to chop it down for millennia. But uh, nature has this incredible life force and will to live, right? And as soon as we start aligning with that and can start as easily as planting a few trees in your backyard, right? Some food plants or whatever it is. Um, each one of us can do that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and and yeah. I feel like that's another way, you know, of course, not to make it like, oh, that that's where it's heading, but it almost feels like that, right? Like uh, even with the food shortage, shortages and all that, it's another way to, put fear into people that, oh, you want us to take care of you and provide food for you, but we, we okay. have the ability, ability to do it ourselves. Like we could. Right. Exactly. And that's where I think sometimes these, the, 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 the energy of the negative energy, it pushes us to go beyond where we're at. Right. And so this whole food shortage thing, what it's doing is it's, inspiring people to want to turn their backyards into you know food for us and 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 it's like you know if you if you really look at all the negative forces out there mm-hmm. you know first of all they're gatekeepers right are you really serious about it mm-hmm. um and second they are catalysts they catalyze us into action and it's how we respond to that Right? Are we going to respond by fighting it, which never works? Are we going to respond by, oh, you know, giving up and I'm going to be transcendent and just let it all, you know, whatever? Um, or are we going to, you know, just say, hey, that's not true. Mm. And, and, but thank you because you're showing me the opposite and I'm going to go in the other direction of what you are telling me. And I'm going to take, you know, believe and create the other story. (laughs) And it's, it's funny that like how we're talking about this, because even when I was younger, I would have dreams of the chaos, right? Like conflict and a war. And I haven't had those dreams in a long time. Wow, running out of time again. <laughs> <I can't, laughs> this thing, all right. Uh, well, 
and and I haven't had those dreams anymore. And like how I just told you, even that dream about us kind of in this new Eden, I guess, if you want to call it, or this new world. And so I guess even within me, it almost feels like it was a choice. Like some kind of, like maybe my consciousness before was about, like I got sucked into the, yeah, it has to be war and, and that's the only way we can do it, fighting and this and that. Um, which I don't know if it will be true or not, but but just even seeing that my dreams have changed to where now it's just walking in kind of this bliss, like everything's green and beautiful. And and so maybe I guess it is that we all have that choice to, yeah. to change the way we think as well, you know? That, that that's what it is it's it's like we need to be making that conscious choice it is it exercise our free will and it's through through really owning our free will mm. that's when we align with the christ within and the christ being this god essence within us and that will you know that enables us to create we're creating regardless mm -hmm we are creator beings. So that's what we're here for. I mean, if you look at all of creation, all of nature, we are, that is our superpower. We are such creative beings. If you look at all humanity has done without placing any judgment on it, just the sheer immensity of our creative power is mind blowing you know, what we're able to accomplish. And it's, you know, just taking with through our free will, we can choose and it, it comes down. We are so powerful that we can destroy the planet if we choose that. And we're also so powerful. We can create absolute heaven and Eden. We choose that. And it's owning that power and not being afraid of it. thank you no that's respectful of it but not yeah. afraid of it because we're afraid that's that's the downward narrative and that's a good word like i because i think a lot of times that's what it is a fear it's like when you share your spiritual gifts right and yeah. before i didn't i didn't want to call them that because i thought everyone has it it's just maybe people haven't opened up to it right because well, yeah <laughs> yeah because it seems like all, all that like Especially that when you get into tr being around traditional people, it, it was normal. It, it, all that, it normal. Uh, yeah. yeah, everything like yeah. all the old like you know tribes and 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 not just here but around the world, right? Like it was yeah. normal that we walk between both worlds, like the spirit yes. world and you know, yeah. like simultaneously. It's like even the Aboriginal people in Australia, like they're oh, very amazing. aware of that. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would love to go spend time with them. Um, you know, the first time I heard them speaking about the dream time and all that, that just like, I was, I was like, Oh wow. Like this is, I would feel, you know, great being around that. Oh, let me see. I, I lost my, what was I? I was going somewhere with that. I completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> um, what was that? Oh yeah. Just about being okay. So you know that I feel like people are afraid of it. So when I would try to share about the spiritual, I notice people are afraid of it. And the fear, you know, they give you that negative reaction. Like, you know, almost like that. If you were to share something spiritual, they'll be like, oh, that's of the devil, right? That's the devil. That's this, that's that. Right. And um, so what, how do you think that correlates to like the physical world? What are they so afraid of that they want to destroy like the the earth? I don't get it. Like, what is it that? well they say the devil's tricky right 
Mm. Um, so the law of polarity is another one of the universal spiritual laws. And it says that everything exists along, everything has poles of existence, right? Um, hot or cold, light or dark, um, but it's all a measure of something, right? So hot and cold are opposites, but they are really just different ends of the same spectrum. Well, same with um, this, the, the, I guess you can call it good or evil mm -hmm. if you wanna place those labels on it. Um, I really think of it as the life force energy and it can go, it can spin in a positive direction mm. to where it's heading towards Eden, right? Or, you know, universal life, or it can spin in a negative direction, which is heading towards Armageddon or hell, or whatever you want to call it, right? Heaven and hell, that spectrum, it's a spectrum, right? So they're, they're, it's just a matter of how you choose to spin that energy. Mm. And if you don't recognize that you are empowered to make that choice and that it's just an energy that you're working with, then you start to, you know, if you're putting it outside of yourself, then you see it as God and the angels and you see it as the devil and you're afraid of it because it's outside of yourself. It's outside of your control. And you think it's something that has power over you. Mm. It doesn't have power over you, but you have to recognize both in yourself and that's the hard thing because the ego doesn't want to do that the ego doesn't want to look at the shadow uh, and if you aren't willing to face your shadow and to recognize the evil that is potential within you and and, and if you can't recognize that and assimilate that and love all aspects of yourself even that Right, and it, it just be accepting of that exists or the potential for that exists. And through that, you gain the respect for it. And through that, you gain the fearlessness that, okay, this is part of what is and part of, therefore, part of who I am. It's there. And now I have the choice that I can redirect any energies that I'm sending that way and redirect them and send them the other way mm -hmm. um and and that's the ultimate you know power of transmutation that we have that we gain when we really step into our power as free will beings but one has to face you have to come face to face with that devil wow no thank you for saying that you like the way you put, and, it, and you put him like jesus said get thee behind me <laughs> he didn't say he didn't blast the devil to smithereens you can't do that because it's part of the natural order the natural law ah. he said get thee behind me i'm in i'm in charge here wow and when or notice get thee behind me that means the devil's got his back that means you're putting your the, the negative force and making it your servant you are uh, it's this is mastery you become the master and then the negative force you can work with it and it starts to support you because what it does is it shows you where you don't want to go so that you can respond in a way that that disempowers it negates it and brings you back up where you do want to go it's a way showing that no, that made perfect sense. Thank you. I had never thought of it. <laughs> that was amazing. No, and it looks like we're gonna run out of run time. Run out of time again. <laughs> I hate being on a 
a clock. Uh, I mean, I've never experienced that, I guess, you know, but I'll upgrade. Uh, I would love to have you back. Um, you know, I could keep this going, but I don't want to keep it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thank All you right, so well, much. Well, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. No, the pleasure has been mine. Um, yeah. I'll put your information. So anyone that wants to contact you in, in the link, uh, I mean, in the description. Um, I even wanted to hope, well, I'll just message you outside of here about, I wanted to, to actually find out more about the past life. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, even if you could put me in contact with your friend that does it, if, they, if, if, um, I'm not sure if you do it also or, or oh, um, your friends. Well, do I do it? kind of a shamanic journey kind of thing that can, like, if you intend, could possibly do that. So, but I, I'm not a medium, so. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, but the past life, she does it actually physically on the table. And she's amazing if you ever oh. come to Marquette, Michigan. Oh, okay. I would have to go to, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe in, in the future. Um. So, yeah, no, thank you so much. I know we were going to talk about the spirit animals and oh my I was going to ask you about the spirit animals and the painting. It went completely somewhere else. Um, but I, I love where it went. I'm really uh, just thank you for, for taking the time and everything you shared. Um. Yeah, this was amazing. It was way more than than I expect. I expected us to talk about, but that's how it goes sometimes, right? That's it, how it goes. It just free free flow. Whatever wants to come out will come out. So thank you no, so, so much. So, so thank you so yeah. much. And um, yeah, I guess I have to end it because the the time is running out. I just so. want real quick, and you'll put my information below. But if if anybody out there is feeling like the food forest thing or the planting um that is a physical tangible thing we can do um foodforestabundance.com is a great place to start it's a a co-op movement of all over the world that's that's really promoting this idea so great no a little pitch too (laughs) (laughs) no great Wait forever, forever.